Life Audio. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. So this week, we're picking up where we left off last week. This is our part two of the interview with Jared Flash Gordon, the UFC fighter. Man, he is going to end this thing with really being transparent, uh, opening up with how he's been feeling and how he's dealing with it after the two losses like we talked about in the first episode. If you haven't seen the first episode yet, press pause, go watch last week's episode, uh, and then come back, man. You guys are in for a treat. God bless. And I just look to God. You know, I prayed and, you know, I worked hard. And uh, a year later, I got signed to UFC. Wow. Um, <laughs> I had one fight about six months later where I won a, a regional title for Cage Fury Fighting Championships. Yep. Two weeks later, I took a short notice fight. I won that. And then uh, a year later, I fought on Dana White's Looking for a Fight Show. And I fought Bill Algio, who's also in the UFC now. I won the fight, and, and Dana signed me that night. Wow. Um, and, you know, it's been about six and a half years since then. And, you know, there's been a lot of ups and downs. But I've stayed sober, you know. Yeah. And I still do this as much as to the best of my ability. Um you know, now my problems are very first world <laughs> and may sound petty to some, but they're still my problems. Sure. Uh, like these last couple months have been very weird for me. Yeah. Um, these last two weeks have been miserable. I've been miserable these last two weeks. You know, I prepared really well for Bobby. Yeah. Coming off this thing with Patty, you look really good I, against Bobby, man. I, I think fight that I, I won, but I lost. <laughs> Yeah, and then I'm beating Bobby, and all of a sudden I'm like, I wake up and the fight's over. I'm like, what happened? The flying headbutt—that's what. That headbutt. I'm like, oh. The flying headbutt. And then I watch the replay, and I'm like, you know, I had to go to the hospital. They wanted to take a CT scan, and you know, I had, I had a scratched the cornea in my eye. Oh pretty yeah, bad. I saw that. So I was, in the, you know, they were checking my eye out and. It was really annoying and frustrating. And it's like, you know, I do all these things for God. And then, like, it doesn't work out the way I want it to or the way I think it's supposed to. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, I'm a sore loser, man. I'm a sore loser. And for me, it feels like I lost both these fights. Meanwhile, the whole world is like, bro, you didn't, you haven't lost. You're on a win streak. Yeah. And I'm like, but I'm not. <laughs> on paper, I'm not. You know, like, so we get these contracts from the UFC. They're more, they're normally four fight contracts. So after your third fight, you renegotiate to a higher pay scale and a new contract. So I should be, or I could be three and zero on this contract, but now I'm one one zero and one. So. You know, not only did I not get my other paycheck for both fights, but now I don't know what's going to happen renegotiation-wise, where I could be, 
renegotiating for a, a bigger contract, I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm like very, you know, there's so much, there's so many things going through my mind, you know? And then I got a concussion from this, from this fight with Bobby yeah. and, you know, I haven't had a concussion in like four or five years. And that's like something obviously you want to stay away from as a fighter. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, man, I've been, you know, I'm healthy. And then this happens and I'm like, you know, I got to take time off. I can't spar. I got to take it easy. So my days are slow and boring because I'm like, you know, I'm able to wrestle now. I wrestled for the first time yesterday since the fight. I've been okay. training. Good, doing, good. I've been doing, you know, cardio and lifting weights and stuff. But, you know, I want to get in there. I want to spar. I want to I want to wrestle and grapple hard. And, you know, I want to get punched at and I want to punch my teammates. And, you know, I want to train, you know. Uh, but I have to rest. And it's like. So I can't be in all the practices and, you know, my schedule is super like flexible. I make my schedule besides like the schedule from the gym. It's like I do what I need to do when I want to do it. So since I can't be in all the practices, I'm kind of just going through my day. And then this is when all of the character defects come spilling out, you know? Yeah. I'm at pity party. Oh, I suck. God hates me. I do all this for him and his honor and for his kingdom. And, and he won't even let me win a fight, you know? And then I start getting very resentful and hateful. Yeah. And like, you know, my criminal mindset can come back very easily. Yeah. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. You know, and I started thinking, man, I could be like selling crack. And I would have all this money, but instead I'm doing all this good work and I'm, and I'm getting the crap end of the stick. Uh, so it's been very confusing, frustrating time for me. Yeah. And, and it's been on a public stage too. It's not like you're just dealing. I mean, I, I get you, I get you. And I mean, you know, and then like I'm watching my friends fight in these big fights, I'm watching other people surpass me, so to say, and I'm like, oh, I'm getting old. I feel like I'm getting older. You know, I'm 34. You know, I'm not the youngest guy in the UFC. Uh, I'm not the oldest, but I'm, you know, I'm not the youngest. And it's like, when is it going to happen for me? You know? Um, and like, man, I've been telling God, like, that this is all fake. Hmm. And this is all a lie. This, you know, these are my feelings. Sure. Yeah. And you're vulnerable and you're open about your feelings. 
I'm like, why have I been this? Why have I been the good guy? I could be. You see these other guys, man. They're like Satanists, basically, like smoking pot on social media, drinking, you know, in the club, you know, beating women, uh, being criminals, fighting in the street. You know, you got not to like knock them because don't get me wrong, I've been in fights in the street also, like. Yeah. Well, like you see guys like Nate Diaz, he's like choking people unconscious in the street and getting all this praise. And it's like, bro, you're 38 or 39 and you're at the top, like you're the pinnacle of, of the fight world. And like, this is, you see, you know, and then you, like guys like Conor McGregor, like, and I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Maybe I am doing it all wrong. Maybe I should like go that way instead. And, you know, thank thank God I have my wife and friends that are sober and they know the deal and, you know, they keep me on track and I've been trying my hardest. You know, I'm going to meetings, speaking at meetings and, you know, doing stuff like this, sharing my testimony. And, you know, it brings me back yeah. to where I'm supposed to be and trying to have God centered in my life. And, you know, but it gets hard, obviously. Yeah. Um, so that's where I'm at right now. I'm yeah. just like, you know, seven and a half years sober, basically, and still going through my feelings. And, yeah. You know, just like. Yeah, I think it's important, man, for our listeners to hear. Like, he just opened up and he's just real. That's all Jared knows how to be is real. And and you and I have spoke back and forth a little bit for the last couple <laughs> months, man, and prayed with you and and encouraged you. But I, I appreciate his. I mean it. If he's going to put a mask on, then how are our listeners going to relate? Because I feel the same thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I remember going through things, and God, I'm a pastor. Yeah. And this, I'm serving you, and this is what I get. Yeah. This is what you do. Uh, and, then, I mean, immediately, and I feel like your, your mindset, even back when that detox day it was five foot of snow, I can't go anywhere, but you made yourself go to the reality, too. You're like, man, I have some sweats on. I had a full belly of food. And so you're reminding these things and I don't know, I don't know, Jared, man. I, I, I just, only thing I can encourage you with is your reward is in heaven. Um, you're not doing this, you're, you know, you're doing these things to bring God glory. And a lot of the people that you mentioned, um, <laughs> well, we'll leave it at that. I, I think their reward is here and man, everything you own on this planet will be in a yard sale or the, the wasteland at some point. Right. Everything you, everything I own will be in the dump or in a yard sale at some point. Uh, but man, crowns in heaven that you lay at the feet of Christ. And I think I text you about this too, man. Just what you've been doing, the encouragement that you do. That you'll never know. You might not ever know any of it, right? Uh, but man, I, well, I think you do know because you probably had to hire someone to help you with your Instagram because of the people reaching out that are struggling. Um, but yeah, man, I think you're in your prime, to be honest. I think 34, scientifically, 32, 34 is probably in fight game is probably the prime because your head's matching up, catching up with your body. And then, you know, as it gets towards the mid to end of the 30s, you probably start declining. But, man, after that fight I saw, I think you're in your prime, man. I think the enemy's coming at you to try to get you to quit uh, because of the platform that you're using un, uh, unapologetically. Uh, that's not, that's not normal in, in the sport that you see. I think there's a few guys. I think, I think Darius, I think is pretty open about his faith and things like that, but he doesn't have your testimony. Um, 
but man, yeah, stay encouraged. Don't don't let the enemy steal your joy. Uh, you know, God says that all things work for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. It doesn't mean that all things are good. Uh, the stupidness of the last fight that wasn't good, but it can work for the good, right? Um, yeah, man, and I appreciate you opening it up. I think that's what's so cool about people. We have a saying. Uh, that we feel God's given us. And it's from the rooms of recovery comes the revival of a nation. And man, this nation needs a revival uh, for the things you mentioned. But the reason that I believe that is because I see in the, in the word of God, the heroes of our faith, God's clear to show us our junk. And I think people in recovery don't give a rip what people think anymore. He yeah. just was so vulnerable, open about, hey, here's where I'm at. Because he doesn't care about what people think anymore. He's been in the pit. He's been he's been a secondary citizen, right? I, yeah. I've been a secondary citizen. A lot of your story really relates, man. I mean, I know for him too. He's woke up in the hospital from an overdose. I remember a lot of your a lot of your story really relates, man. I appreciate you uh, opening it up. Yeah, um, and you kind of answered some of the things I was going to ask um, as you were talking, but I was just thinking, like, since you found the Lord, um, thinking back on your career specifically, do you feel like the Lord has drawn you closer to him through your profession? Um, and if so, like, in, in what ways and, and how so? Because just even hearing you talk, I don't, you may not realize it, but, like, I would imagine you're praying more, you're talking to him more, you're seeking his face more. And so those are all spiritual victories in the spiritual realm of things. You know, although it may not seem like they're victories because you don't win a fight, um, if it's drawing you closer to the Lord, praise God for that, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's more downs than ups in, in my game. Yeah. So there, you know, I have no option but to rely on on him and seek him. And you know, the things that I've seen over the last seven and a half years, the tragedies, yeah. you know, a lot of bad things have happened. Um, you know, in those times, you know, it has nothing to do with fighting, but hmm. in those times, yeah, you know, we have to rely on him also and. My wife's a Christian and she's gone through things and together as a family or a couple, we have to seek him. And, um, but yeah, fighting has definitely shown me that I got to be faithful, you know, mm -hmm. and that the good that I've done and the hard work that I put in will, you know, will pay off. And, you know, God is directing and guiding me through it all so you know and i found god because of aa you know that's how it was presented to me mm. so i know that if he could bring me back from that you know like we were just saying like i was satisfied wearing a pair of sweatpants and just having a full belly of food that's not something i have to worry about now yeah yeah it's is like where am i gonna how am i gonna eat where am i gonna sleep tonight like so but it's easy to forget those times yeah you know where you know when i finally got a bell uh some food in my belly that i was like oh you know thank you lord like now i'm like Dude, when am I going to get a million dollars in cash? Yeah, yeah, the, the bar keeps <laughs> okay, moving. You know, huh? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My standards have uh, yeah. <laughs> have yeah. gone up, and it sounds so ridiculous, but it's just it's just what's been it's just what happens now, you know. Yeah. Um, and no, I'm not a, a I don't have liquid cash like that, but uh, I do own a home, 
you know, the play, this room that I'm in is my, I own this. Like, you know, I have a, a car, I have a dog that I can care for. You know, I'm married. You know, we have all the things that we think we need, all the nice stuff and the clothes and, you know, all the shiny glittery stuff that you look at and think that you need or want. And then you realize when you get it, you're like, oh, like, it's like buying a new pair of sneakers for me. You know, I have a new pair of sneakers on and I'm like, yo, don't step on my sneakers, yeah. you know? And then like three weeks later, I'm like, yo, these sneakers suck. <laughs> yeah. I need a new pair of sneakers. We bought like a $2,000 like flat screen TV like a while back. And then I remember like sitting on the couch and I'm like, I hate this TV. You've talked about that before, <laughs> man, that exact because example. Because it didn't yeah. have the, it's like a smart TV. It has every app on it besides the ESPN plus app. <laughs> oh gosh. And I'm like, yo, I bought a, I bought a 2000. It doesn't even, I spent all this money. I hate this TV. <laughs> and I'm thinking I got to go get a new one. And I'm like, wow, like who am I? You know? Yeah. The thing is beautiful. It's a beautiful TV. It's amazing looking like, can't, the picture can't get any nicer. Uh, but because the ESPN Plus app isn't on there, I'm like angry. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, things have changed only for the better for me. Uh, you know, my the things I complain about are superficial. And, um, but like, that doesn't mean that it doesn't, disturb my peace yeah you know which i think is really what we're all looking for is peace yeah like if i could just if i could be a person that was happy with the bare minimum i would be because then nothing else matters i don't have to cry and whine over being the best fighter in the world like my wife's like do you realize like what you're aiming for like you're mad that you're not like the number one guy in the world. Some people will never ever come close to where you're at. Most like, people will never come. You're close like point zero 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 one percent of the world. That's right, or whatever, probably even less. So, but I'm like, I know, but but this is what I want. Like this is where I'm at. So it's really hard. The biggest thing for me is the hardest thing for me is staying grateful for what I've already been blessed with by God. Yeah. You know, and that, if you're grateful, then you have peace. But if you're always wanting external things that won't make you fulfilled anyways, yeah, then you'll never be happy. So, yeah, I thought it was like interesting. I have to remember. I'm sorry. I, I thought it was interesting. I don't know if it was on Errol Hawani or a pre, uh, uh, press conference for the Bobby Green fight, but you had talked about, and one of the things that God's given you too is is the platform that you have, and and you were talking about either either on Ariel or a presser, about, someone asked you a question maybe, and you were like, you know what? Now that I think about it, and maybe your answers changed, but if you would have beat Patty officially, you did beat Patty. If the judges would have said you would have beat Patty. Man, you said something like, I don't think I would have had the platform that I had now, the followers, Instagram, all of that. And, and we'll yeah. have all the links in this as well. I didn't mention he's also, him and his wife also did American Ninja Warrior recently, but that hadn't aired yet. Oh. But I saw him doing some of that. It's pretty cool. Uh, but you mentioned, was it terrible? <laughs> so hard, dude. <laughs> she did well, me not so much. Uh, but, but. 
That's too funny. But I mean, I've just, that has you were processing that. You're like, you know what? Okay. I could see what God's doing there. And I mean, I just, yeah, yeah I, I think it's cool that you're saying I'm those here. things and you're processing these things and, and you're using it and you're using the platform. So yeah, man. And that was just I mean, what, end of last I mean, year. Uh, the patty fight. Yeah. Yeah. It was December. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I saw, you know, now that time has passed by, like I could see the, the silver lining in the, the patty fight. Like, yeah. You know, if I won that fight, they would have switched the narrative somehow. Oh, right. you beat Patty. He sucks. Or my foot. That's what or, it would have been. It was a boring fight. Or, you know, they, that's yeah. how they. I mean, look at Bilal's fight. Oh, Gilbert injured his shoulder, which he did. Yeah. But Bilal went in there injured, also hurt his ankle. But now they're saying like, oh, he would never would have won that fight if Gilbert didn't hurt his shoulder. Right. So it's like the narrative always gets switched one way or the other. Uh, yeah. So, like, for the Patty fight, I could see all the silver linings. For this Bobby fight, like, I haven't I, – it's only been, you know, two, two and a half weeks. So, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen the silver – I have yet to see the silver lining yet, and I'm sure it will just take some time to get there. Yeah. Uh, so, I, so, I can see that. But, um, you know, that's like everything in my life. If something bad happens, I'm like, well, that didn't happen, and I wouldn't change this and this, and I wouldn't be where I'm at now. So it's always time, and that's another thing I have to always remind myself is that time heals wounds, and you know God will will uh, reveal more to you as as life goes on. So I mean, and you know I know that when I'm like 50 years old, I'm going to look back at all this and laugh. Yeah, for sure. Just like you do at like at like high school drama nowadays, you look back at this age, it's like, man, what was I so upset about? Now here's here's one for you, Jared. Now imagine an eternity with, with God forever. Imagine 5,000 years looking back at our problems now and you're with God, how petty they seem in 5,000 years. Hmm. But I don't know, man, I told you I was so grateful for your time. I want to honor it. Um, do you have any last thoughts you want to say to, to the people listening, any encouragement or any whatever? Uh, yeah, I mean, things, things can be really bad. You could be facing all different kinds of, problems uh, and hardships um but if you have faith and put the work in you know things will and can change so um but if you want to reach out to me if you just want to talk i'm always open for that and you know if you're struggling maybe somehow we can help uh but i'm always here my dms are always open social media so just hit me up, hit, hit these gentlemen up and maybe we can help you find a easier, softer way through life. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not joking. Like he's not the dude that just says, yeah, hit me up. I mean, he's, he's the real deal. Uh, I love, I love if, if it, here's my last thing, if you're struggling watching this and you're like, uh, you really related to his story as I did, uh, just because man, I, I could feel it takes you back, man. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing that I love and I've found to also be true is the word of God says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest for your soul. And man, every time I do that and I remind myself, that's right, that's right. And I turn to God for that rest, for that peace. Man, it reminds me. I'm humbled. I'm reminded that this stuff is like high school 20 years or 30 years ago, whatever it was. 
I'm not that old, I guess 20 years ago. But, yeah, man. So here it is. You ready? From overdoses, from the terrible expen- uh, experiences, the evil things that happened to him, to in jail, to in the detox, to now being in the greatest fight, one of the greatest fighters on the planet. Mm. That's life after addiction, baby, and you better believe it. Let's Come go. on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life After Addiction. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Studio. For more Christ-centered addiction recovery resources, please visit s2l.net. That's S, the number two, L, dot net. For more information about S2L's licensed and accredited residential program, please visit s2lrecovery.org. That's S, the number two, L, recovery.org. We want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the Life After Addiction podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of their faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much more. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless. Hey there, it's Carly Marcoulier, host of Therapy and Theology, a weekly podcast that explores popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.